This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to Eric's Family BBQ. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday, the most half-assed holiday workday we could ever imagine is about to begin. This is the morning sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett Fesley, Big Dick Toledo, for the final show of 2021. And I'm telling you right now, we are going to put in a minimal effort this morning. Good night, everybody. We're almost done, folks. Just like you driving into work, bosses, everything else. You're going to see your bosses in their blue jeans You won't see half your bosses. Barely. Yeah, you won't see the real important bosses. (laughs) But you're going to see a couple of like the mid-level managers that think they've got some juice. They'll show up in a Tommy Bahama and a thing. It's going to be some breakfast for somebody, and then they're out. You think we're going to throw our best junk out here today? No way! Get a whole year's worth of entertainment in our uh, rearview mirror. We've got to start thinking about resting and starting this whole shebang all over again in January, barring being canceled sometime during the holidays, which is highly possible. Who knows what people are going to drum up on you from the past. But, uh, yeah, this is great. This is a good day. You, you drive and drive and get to, like, Tuesday, you're like, Jesus, Friday will never be here. This is the one Friday all year I look forward to because... The excess of Christmas is about to smash us all in the face, and I love it. For one, I love it. Everybody should take a little time at the end of the year to just reset themselves and then see, what did I do this year that probably should have gotten me fired? And it's the laundry list, so I just got to start checking those off. I'm saying that because I can't, I'm can't. i reading the story about Mr. Big from, uh, yeah, uh, Chris from Noth. Yeah, Chris Noth from Sex and the City. He's dead, by the way, not in real life, but on the show. That this Evidently, yeah. this new movie, they killed him. Right, so uh, all the Sex and the City fans that are listening, sorry, spoiler, I didn't think our audience was going to really be all over that one, but he dies in it, and some lady who was watching said, uh, oh, good, and her friend's like, what? What?" She goes, I'm glad he's dead. She goes, glad Big's dead? Yeah, he was a sexual predator, and I knew him as a man, and I know for a fact that you can't separate that character from himself, and then her main complaint was one time on the set, he leaned down and smelled her and whispered, man, you smell good. Ooh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Hey, whoa. You know who I've done that Back to off. recently? Dom downstairs. That guy smells fantastic. His office has candles. I'm like, Dom, you smell fantastic. And you know what never happened? Dom didn't try to cancel me. Now, there's another story from Chris Noth from like 30 years ago where a lady said that, and I 
read this and thought to myself, this is where we are. Years and years ago, she said, during an encounter, and I don't know what that means, is that he forced his penis into my uh, face. The not not? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. now here's what I'm thinking a sexual encounter or dinner? I mean, you can't just throw the word encounter in there and have me go, yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Something else was going on that the man felt like, all right, this is not an encounter. I've, Brett, you and I had an encounter you, you in the hallway. You missed a couple of steps. Yeah. Yeah, we, saying, yeah, some, where did we get to this I need point? more details before I start throwing this guy under the bus from three decades ago and then during an encounter. Now, I've had plenty of encounters in my lifetime where I did, in fact, shove my penis in somebody's face. Hmm. But they were like we encounters were where – We were a sex scene. Yeah, well, and, yeah, uh, I, well, even then, mine were – like with people who I assumed at the time, because of the encounter we were involved in, wouldn't mind that at all. What was the encounter? I, for one, can step back and say I've never once asked, may I shove my penis somewhere near your face? Usually, I'm reading the room at that point. Pardon me, my lady. <laughs> Pardon me, love. Are you enjoying your tea? That's lovely. May I shove my penis somewhere near your face? No, that's not this type of encounter. Of course it isn't. I'm sorry. I misread everything. <laughs> Normally, you would report that like right away if that was just a greeting. Brett and I, we had an encounter in the yes. hallway. I said, get out of my way. And he laughed. And then I shoved my penis in his face because that's what I figured. This encounter, no, you don't do it. Something's then, missing from didn't the read story. The well then. And then, the, yeah, the one lady uh, that said. So that's number two. There's that's two. The and then second, there's a yeah. third one that said that he forcibly raped her. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, none of this is real. Uh, you know, 30 years ago, I believe no meant no. Today, I mean no No means no. I don't know what she's talking about. And the one lady who said that she was still mad that he was a sexual predator uh, because he said she smelled nice also included, I know my accusations are small compared to other women who have come forward, uh, even with him and other cases. And she said, but we have to draw a line at when uh, what predatory behavior actually is. So again, we end the year with don't talk to women at all unless you're absolutely sure or have some sort of things in paperwork. Because if they can come back years later and say, he told me I smelled nice once, and TMZ goes, that's terrible. Let's run that story and put names in it. We don't stand a chance. I like, like how he throws out there, though, that you know, even though one's smelling and, yeah, but and the others are rape. Both encounters, recall, were consensual. Right. And yeah, you you tell me I was I was having an encounter with a man and he put his penis in my face. My first question is, all right, tell me about the encounter first because I've done that. <laughs> I've been in encounters for, <laughs> and I you know I'm that's a pretty wide swath of things I can choose from to say. Well, now wait a minute, were we in the shower together? Uh, where was this encounter? If it's at uh, you know Venezia's, you got something. That's just we're there for pizza, man. Yeah. Hi, would you like a pepperoni on that? Oh, my God, what is this on my pizza? It's your penis. How did you get there? Ah, you shoved it right in my face in this encounter. So I'm not, uh, I'm not a big Sex in the City fan, but this Chris Noth guy doesn't deserve anything so far from what I'm reading. Some lady just shouts rape from 1985 and has nothing behind it except for the penis encounter story. And then another lady says, yeah, he got me too. He told me I smelled nice once. I've been raping Dom Bourguignonne downstairs for about two years now. Because Dom went through some metamorphosis where he wears nothing but Dixon clothes and now just sprays on delicious colognes all the time. And he's not overdoing it. So Dom always has a pleasant smell. He was in my car. 
And I said, Dom, I'm about to climb over this console and get back seat with you, and we're going to do it because that smell is fantastic. And he laughed because guys are cooler. I was, I was predatory. Yeah. I'm not, I was serious, too. As a gay man, I had a – Dom's a little bear. He looks like Barney Rubble. He does. He looks just like Barney Rubble. If Barney Rubble came to life, Barney Rubble would go, you got the job as me. If there was a biography of Barney Rubble's entire existence, we would cast Dom immediately. And Paul Marshall – we can make him look like Fred pretty, pretty easily. Oh, yeah. a similar build. We've got the Flintstones in the building. He's got the mouth for it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he could he do does. the scream pretty good. Uh, yeah, so anyway, don't tell women they smell nice, look nice. Uh, you've noticed that their hair is different. Uh, I had a guy in the parking lot the other day, works next door, comes out and says hi to me. Sometimes we chat about things, and he goes, who's the hot blonde that parks over there all crooked? In your parking lot. And I'm like, oh, I know who you're talking about. And I can't say her name because you'll get, I'll get me too <laughs> But he goes, I hope you don't mind me saying. She's smoking hot. And I said, why would I care that you think one of my coworkers is saying? He goes, you never know this day and age. You never know. And I'm like, that I'm going to throw you under the bus, a guy I don't even work with, for finding a woman I work with attractive. That's where, that's the comfort level we are. It was crazy. And I'm like, you can tell her she's hot. I'll tell her she's hot for you. But I can't do that. Like as like I can't say you look so hot. That's weird to do to a coworker. But go up there and do that, man. Yeah, just tell her you're a beautiful lady. What's wrong with that? Oh my God! I have to get that guy fired from his job. And I don't even have to deal with him. He's in the building next to ours, and it's just too close. Then start dressing in potato sacks and looking terrible. Why can't we look nice and you guys not say anything and make us sexual objects? Okay. I'm going to start doing it to Brett and Brady then. That's why I turned gay. It's just too hard to be straight, boys. One difficult thing that uh, Chris Knopf has is in in one case, there are medical records that show. Oh, yeah, you know, he's got a bad one. But didn't name names at the time. And in the other case, uh, there's text messages that show Chris and his date didn't see eye to eye. Yes. There's There's a few things in his story that I'm like, all right, now we got something. But I need more than just encounter. Because that could be a sexual encounter. Right. I, if you're going to spill it and you're going to have the bravery, and I think it is brave to come out and say, hey, this guy did horrible things to me and people aren't going to buy it. And it isn't victim shaming because then we have to do a little victim shaming because it's called investigation. They've changed the word investigation into shaming. you got to look into these things. It's put a kink a pretty in, big deal. into the Peloton advertising too. <laughs> yeah. Because he, right. <laughs> he dies on the Peloton. That's right. And so Peloton put out a funny video saying, hey, yeah. it wasn't because of this. Yeah. Now they've ta- had to take the you video. You can die down. on the Peloton. People are so weird. It's just yeah. everything's gone haywire. But idiots. It is. It's a bunch of people who have uh, – and, and look, I'll, I'll get emails, I'm sure. It's like you can't victim shame. Those women were br- – it's not victim shaming. It's called investigating. You're supposed to question accusations. That's supposed to happen. Dismissing them is shaming. I just need more to the story than encounter. And I certainly am going to dismiss the one where he said the girl smelled nice. That's right out. Because you smell good today. I, to be honest, I did my laundry at the H&H Ranch last night. I had some clothes over there. I forgot I went to the Suns game, and I'm like, I got clothes here. Threw them in there, did a little laundry, got there early. And whatever Doug and I are using... It's better than what I have at home. My clothes smell fantastic today. Oh, I'm just basically Fabuloso. Ra- I'm over here raping myself. We didn't get Fabuloso, although I've done that before. It's like 19 cents. You can do 100 loads of laundry with that thing and just use like, a, like an eyedropper of Fabuloso. That stuff smells up your whole house. 
Yeah, so I smell great. Look at me. Look at me over here, Brett, raping and pillaging Jeez. myself. Mm. Fabuloso is right. Uh, and then uh, there is a sad story. Oh, by the way, I got to get off my. I'm, it's the end of the year. I'm getting everything off my chest. There we go. Do it. Cardinal fans, knock it the f- off with Larry Fitzgerald. I've heard it on the news. I heard it on Sharp Show this morning. I've heard it on all sorts of different things. Knock it the f- off with Larry Fitzgerald. First off, DeAndre Hopkins is back in a couple weeks. Second, Larry Fitzgerald is not DeAndre Hopkins. Your memories of him are, but he's not DeAndre. He won't be that. If he came back, he'd be like a third receiver anyway, at best. Plus, he's 38. He hasn't played all year. A little rusty. You don't want him out there right now. The nostalgia for a guy who never won anything is amazing to me. Why don't you just bring back Roy Green, too? He used to be good. <laughs> Knock it off with that crap. Bears fans do that garbage. Oh, all the time. they bring back, man, the days of Mike Singles. The Steelers fans are, luckily, we've been good. Take it from me as a Steelers fan. You don't want your legend on the field too long. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I've been dealing with it all year. Mm-hmm. You just don't want your guy that you remember being great. It's, uh, it's kind of like your ex-girlfriend uh, from like 25 years ago that used to be a sexual rattlesnake. And then she pops back after some sort of a class reunion or something. She's back in your life. She looks the same. Things aren't, things aren't the same. Some things where she's had three kids. Looks like she's got a pair of hammer pants hanging out between her legs. It's oh. like just, yeah, exactly. It's oh. not the same. <laughs> That's, nothing's different here. <laughs> The, the, the ravages of time, do it gets us all. So you know, we're not going to hear fourth and one, and Stump Mitchell comes in. <laughs> right. We're going <laughs> to unbelievable the Cardinals have been dug into the bin of people they loved in the past. And out comes Edger and James. He still looks good for his age. I think he can play. It's that stupid mentality of super fan that looks at a guy. Edger and James does look good. He could still play. No, he can't. He knows he can't. I used to work with Eric Hill on the pregame show for the Cardinals. And the dude was a specimen, a specimen of a human being. And I said, why aren't you still out there? He might have been 34, 5, maybe he was a little older than that. And he goes, I was playing in a practice once. And he said, and I went to, I knew the play. I knew what the offense was running. I knew where I needed to be. And we're running practice drills. And he goes, and I put 100% into trying to cut, get to where I needed to be. Because my brain said, Eric, you need to be over there. And I could not get there before the play went by me. And he goes, wasn't injured, wasn't anything else. He goes, all right, bad play. He said, next play, we're running full speed again. My brain's over here. I'm three steps behind it. Guy goes right by me. And he said, I'm done. Football's over for me. As these guys are better, faster, stronger, and they're, I know where I'm supposed to be, and I can't get there in time. And he said, and you got to start playing smarter because you know you're slower. And at the time we were talking about, uh, I forget who the linebacker was. He goes, this dude is in his last years, and he's figured out, run to the spot first. Don't read. Assume. And he goes, and then you start getting yourself in big trouble. That's why players that are older are like, oh, he was in the wrong spot. Oh, it's sad. Troy Palomalo was a perfect example as a stealer because he used to always be, and then at the last couple of years, you're like, oh, he's guessing. And he would guess wrong, and he'd look like a fool because he couldn't catch up to what old Troy used to do. Had to cut corners. He looked like Troy Palomalo. The hair was flowing. 
the had the four- head and shoulders going. The head and shoulder, yeah. the 43 was out there. But then you'd be like, what's Troy doing? He's trying to make up for what's gone. You don't want Larry Fitzgerald back. You've got a very talented receiving core. DeAndre Hopkins is a huge hit to anybody, but knock it off with Larry Fitzgerald. Besides that, from a non-Cardinal fan, he's been the linchpin to your losing for almost 20 years. You've done nothing with him. Why bring back a guy that's a loser? It's like when the, the Coyotes used to have Shane Doan night and stuff. I'm like, yeah, what's the one common thread in their 20 years of losing? That guy's been here the whole time. I love him. Great player. But let's not celebrate it. I'm a Cubs fan. I know what celebrating crap is. People still put Ernie Banks on a pedestal. Guy didn't win a thing. They got statues of him out there. Now, I love Ernie Banks as a Cub fan because of lore. But bottom line is, Rhino didn't win a thing. Yeah, Yeah, we got loads of those. You got statues up of guys who were perennial second place tops. Tops. Second place would have been nice. Sorry, but Larry Fitzgerald. Old Larry Fitzgerald is not what you think he is. And dragging him off the streets last minute is a terrible idea. Stop it. Just stop it. I heard a guy talking about it at the Suns game last night, and it was everything I could do not to turn around and go, are you out of your mind? Let's call Jetstream Green. Let's get uh, Emmett Smith back out there. Let's, go, let's, get, <laughs> let's stick up Jim Hart while we're at it. They're caught up in the holidays. Uh, I don't know what they're caught up in. It's, it, you know what it is? It's that delusional George Bailey. <laughs> they, they got these <laughs> yeah. fantasies, these fantasies that are just delusions. But, yeah, Larry's retired. It's time to let go. <laughs> to quote Hall and Oates, she's gone. Oh, uh, <laughs> I got to learn. What is that? I got to pay about, the devil to gotta replace pay the, her. Something about replacing her, yeah. I pay the devil to replace <laughs> her. Well, you've replaced her. Larry ain't coming back. He's at basketball games and stuff. He's like a part what owner of the Suns. Yeah. She's gone. Bye, Larry. No more talk of that. Kurt Warner looks good. I've actually seen Kurt Warner throw a football in the last couple of years. Hey, I mean, he's more proven than... Kyler Murray, let's get him out there. And you'd be like, oh, that's stupid. Thank you. You're right. So is Larry Fitzgerald coming back. Oh, he's, he's just playing last year. Have you seen him? He's in great shape. And it's the same people that looked at Mike Tyson working the mitts. I think he could fight for the championship. And then you saw him fight Roy Jones Jr. and he could barely breathe after two-minute rounds. You're going to see him laying on the field with their uh, both hands reaching to the sky. Yeah, like the dude last night. Stunned. Did you see that last oh, night? And dude mm. just bonked his head on the, on the, in the Chargers-Chiefs game. I was I, like, it was at, it, the game started at 6, so I was down there getting ready to go to the Suns game, and I had the game on, and I look, and he goes for a, a pass, uh, doesn't catch it, falls, rolls, just bonks his head on the turf. Nobody hit him, I don't think. Yeah, was he knocked out? I, yeah, I did see that. that. Out, cold, arms stuck in the air, frozen, and that'll happen when you get concussed, your arms go out and they yeah. start shaking, but his never came back. They had him on the board a good seven or eight minutes later, and they're trying to get him out, and his hands start going. And then Joe Buck says something just absolutely stupid. I'm surprised he's not in trouble today because he goes, well, it is kind of chilly here. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, his Frankenstein hands are just because he got a little cold in Southern California last night at 64 degrees. He he, he was playing football, and he's like, I just got to get off this field. I'm freezing. Terrible. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to that. I didn't see the follow-up because I went to the Suns last night. And I did win a bet last night, finally. Landry Shamit didn't hit the first shot, although – we were four four trips back and forth. Nobody had a shot, and it was it was exciting. The first minute of last night's game was exciting because I had twelve grand riding on it, not my own. I, I would have won twelve for a hundred dollar bet, and Landry didn't get the first shot, but I, I did. I did get uh, that. Uh, I believe it was Jay Crowder had a certain amount of points, and the Suns won. So I got my bet money back last night. There you that go. One paid it. So that was a nice night. 
It felt good deep down inside. I enjoyed that one. Uh, however, Landry Shamit can eat a, a whole bag of D's that are on fire right now for not taking the first there, shot. Kid. Come on, kid. We had we had all the whole thing came through last night. But uh, yeah, it was good. And then evidently, the uh, Michelle Tafoya is not allowed to be a sideline reporter because she compared COVID nineteen to the flu. So twenty twenty one is going out with a bang because she a went, sensitive. She went on the View and said, you know, the flu kills people. COVID nineteen and the flu. You know, we got to figure out when we stop being so crazy about it. And they're like, all right, she can't. She can't tell us what size cleats these guys are wearing anymore. That's insane. She thinks the flu and COVID nineteen have similarities. You can disagree with her, <laughs> but is she not allowed to have that opinion? Is that a fireable offense these days? Nowadays, yeah. I guess it is. I mean, I disagree. I'm like, I disagree. It's just faster spreading, and we know less about it. And But, but I, I uh, appreciate your opinion and respect it. You're, t- you're entitled to that. I see your point, actually. You've got a decent point, but I disagree with, from what I know, that the flu's hospitalization rate is lower. That's all I would say back. And now let's move on with our lives. Nope, Michelle Tafoya can't be uh, a sideline reporter at NBC anymore because... Of that insane commentary. We've lost our minds. But what are you going to do? That's it. Brady, big plans for the uh, holiday? Huge plans. What do you got going on? Nothing. All right, Brett? Uh, yeah, about the same. Just a whole lot of nothing. Doing a lot of cooking. Toledo driving anywhere? We don't know where he's going. Yeah, is the, uh, the U-turn happening? Well, he doesn't do the winter. He's done the winter U-turn. Oh, yes. He rented a car to do it once. Because his car, his yard. I'm sure there's going to be a road trip involved somewhere. Has to be, right? He can't not drive all over the he, slick roads start of America. Flinching. <laughs> it's been 20 years on this show. He's been part of it for what 16. And uh, every Christmas holiday, I assume we're going to have to hire someone new by January because he's going to spin off. Here he the, comes. It, it, it's like that scene from Misery, where he just spins off the road, and Kathy Bates <laughs> is going to find Rocky him. Point. You, you going anywhere? Nope, nothing planned. Nope, nothing what? planned. No road trip. But huh? ideas in your head. No, not really. You're staying home. Yeah. You're keeping the car in the garage. Uh, yeah. If we go anywhere, it'd be California. Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Still, though, there's a good chance he could slide off the roads there, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have fun with that. I'm worried about him. What was that one you drove up to Montana? Four-day turnaround. 24-hour yeah. drive. Yeah. We did like, that one, one Christmas. We did a couple Christmases. Kids, actually. let's take the long route. You seen Donner's Pass? It's going to be great. <laughs> that was the one where Lisa was white-knuckling it on Of course the, she was. You drove her. We, we were in a whiteout. Hidden in, we're about 40 minutes away from my mom's and coming down a pass going, hmm. This is bad. It's a little dicey. Isn't that the pass that all those truckers are like, I lost 11 good friends on that pass? Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. yeah, it's the scary, twisty yeah. one that takes you down into Billings or whatever. And not, not that one, but there is another one right outside of West Yellowstone. Because uh, I remember when Hargy we had. Hargy Pass is when pretty bad. Bruce used to work here, and you talked about driving on that, and he came running up. Yeah. And he used to live in Montana, and he goes, I had five friends die on that thing in high school. And the same day? Oh, no, over a period of time. That thing kills pretty much every couple weeks. It's like <laughs> some, some road that just. It's one of those things that you know in Montana. Yeah, that just yeah. flies off the side of the hill. Well, Great good. Shirt, Brad, you stay put. Thank What's you. his shirt say? Staying alive. Oh, for Christ's sake, is that the most beautiful thing I've Did we order that? No, I ordered it oh, during uh, my God. the Stallone during Black the Friday. <laughs> That's the Stallone Black Friday oh, yeah. special. Yep. Uh, I got a win, Rocky, win. You <laughs> defeat me with the staying alive here. The sequel to, oh, that's a Christmas present. You should have waited and wrapped that for yourself. That's a Christmas morning gem. You can wait. Holy Moses. <laughs> all right, let's get a wake-up song. The last one of 2021, uh, all of us together. We'll uh, scream it. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! 98. Oh, my gosh. 98. Shut the front door. KUPD. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.